everyone and welcome to episode 39 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast. I am your host, Daniel Tassoni, and join with me on the panel in the virtual studio for the final time of 2021 are my co-hosts, Nicholas the Man Guild and Ryan the Oracle Clark. How are we, boys? I thought I'm good, mate. I thought I was going to be Ryan the Dog Clark, but... Yeah, welcome back, <laughs> Clark. He listened to you. He listened. I actually listened to the podcast. Did you? It was good. It was enjoyable. Was I it? Can see why, I can see why we're so popular. It's true. We are so popular. But welcome back. You know yes. that Guilty and I missed you. We did. I would have contributed nothing to that episode. What do you mean? What do you mean you would have contributed nothing? Elaborate. Well, I would have had to watch those games. I didn't get the chance. Oh, you didn't get the chance. That's why you couldn't have contributed. Ah, okay. Right. Good question. Did you really listen to it or did your missus tell you what happened on it? (laughs) (laughs) No, she she actually didn't listen to that episode. (laughs) She didn't? I don't think so. I don't think she got the chance. Now, she's a dog. (laughs) (laughs) anyway you know that guilty and i missed you clarky we missed you just as much as adam reynolds missed a field goal in the final minute of the 2021 grand final how many times have uh how many times has your uh your father-in-law made you watch it clarky he'd he'd have to have watched the dead set 15 times well he's just got on keep going I mean, he's just got over over. just just on on demand. If he if he's only got he'll watch the mini. Like yeah, oh, oh. I haven't got enough time. So I'm like, oh fuck, it's driving it, insane. <laughs> oh, fuck that oh. so that, much. That, that picture that picture was pretty good. Where you're uh, watching it again. <laughs> <laughs> you got to drink the premier's beer too. The Panthers on it. Oh, yeah. no, thank you. I don't know why I'm rewarding him with these beers, but yeah. Anyway, anyway, is what it is. Clarky, you weren't present last week. We already established that in episode 38 in your favorite Super League segment. I know you love it around the ground. <laughs> um, but but um, as you listened to the episode, you would have heard that Nick and I discussed if it was a good idea that we listen to our own podcast or not. My question is, because Nick and I think it is a good idea. My question is, why don't you do it. Why don't you listen to our podcast? It's ours. I do listen to it. I'm you said you don't. I'm, I'm listening to it now. No, you're not. I'm listening. I don't need to listen to it again. I'm, I'm listening to the conversation now. Like that's we're conversing. That's I don't need to listen to it back. So you find no benefit. There's no benefit into listening to it after we we do it. And it, it'll lead into my Joe Rogan time. I've only got a certain amount of podcast time and I dedicate that to Joe Rogan. That's where I get all my news of the world. Nick, are you listening to this? I, I do sort of understand what he's saying, but um, if we didn't listen to it, we'd be calling every single player a gun. Still. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have to have a gun money box. <laughs> it's true. Don't my wife, Emily, she she critiques me when it's when it's required. Okay, fine. Anyway, boys, big episode today. First reason as to why this is our final weekly episode for the year. Our ultimate bunker review episode. After all the dust has settled for the 2021 National Rugby League and English Super League seasons, Gildy, Clarkie and myself will discuss some of the hottest topics in rugby league, 
Some are our favorites revisited throughout season one of our podcast. Remember, this is season one, boys. Some we are rehashing with a bit more development behind the topic and some are new topics. Second reason is, just as another reminder, in the off season, our focus shifts to our sideline story interviews. Plenty lined up for you guys during this period. Just a reminder again, next week, we will be releasing the sideline story of Brent Varga, one of Hungarian rugby league's finest players to grace the international test team, the international test field, Clarky. Our, inter- our, our first international sideline story. How good is it? Yes. I think, I'm pretty sure he's like one of their leading try scorers. That's what, that's what I'm saying. He's one of the finest, le- finest players to grace the international test team, Clarky. Yeah. So we, Clarky, you and I had a chat with him. And um, pre lockdown, we got to just in before lockdown. Yeah, lucky us. That fucking COVID lockdown ruined our little venture of sideline stories, but they're back. They're back, boys. Don't worry. We're going to get plenty in the off season. But um, we speak about his upbringing in Western Sydney, his rep career, and how much it meant to him and his Hungarian born grandmother to be representing his heritage. So for everyone listening, make sure you guys have an ear out for that sideline story interview with Brent Varga. Trust me, it is worth a listen. But anyway, boys, today, our Ultimate Bunker Review episode. Nick, are you there? Yeah. Look, I know. I'm here. Oh, hello. I'm here. <laughs> Look, Nick, I know that the uh, Bunker Review segment throughout uh, season one got you fired up, whether it was black and white or grey. Lel, see what I did there? <laughs> Woo. Hey, um, <laughs> Stop trying to stop trying to goad me, mate. I'm going to be very calm. Yeah, I know you are. Well, I'm going to make you even more calmer after this, Clarky. Let's not let Gildy's theory of us ganging up on him become a thing. I don't want him to think that we're ganging up on him. I don't think you're ganging up on me. Hey, no, you you said it, and we're we're not going to anger uh, you. We don't want this to you know be. What I think? Yeah, I think I gang up. I gang up on you too. <laughs> Such a baby. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, the topics today, boys and listeners, we are going to discuss, and these are some big topics, by the way, expansion, rule changes, the 18th man, Joseph Suwali, jerseys, promotion relegation, the Sinbin crackdown, the postponement of the Rugby League World Cup, Dane Laurie in a Penrith jersey, Benji Marshall as an immortal, the most underrated NRL club for the 2021 season, and the most disappointing and finally, dissecting our preseason ladder predictions. They are pretty funny, but let's get into it. Topic number one expansion was confirmed last week with the Dolphins entering the NRL competition in 2023 as the 17th franchise representing the Northeast area of Brisbane, Queensland. The last time the NRL expanded was in 2007 with the Gold Coast Titans. Firstly, boys, is the time right to expand for the National Rugby League or is there not enough quality talent? Clarky. Oh, look, I don't think they'd do it if it wasn't the right time. It's obviously financially the right time, whether it's going to be the right time with the amount of players. I think I think when we brought it up earlier on in the season, I had my reservations and then Gildy kind of... I think Gildy's point was they'll unearth them somehow. It'll just it'll just happen and 
within a couple of years, I don't think anyone will really notice. Like, what the Titans were the last one. Did we really see a depletion of the talent when the Titans come in? Not really. No. Like, I think it'll be a, it'll be a non-issue from a talent perspective. So, so you so you believe there's enough, or there will be enough talent I for so. a seventeenth side? Okay. I think so. I think it'll just. I think, I think what it does is allow the expansion of the into that area just solidifies the the kids growing up in that area. They just they they give no other thought to playing any other sport apart from rugby league, and that's where the flow on effect comes from. So instead of thinking about AFL or thinking about rugby union, they just go nah, like. We've got a team, and so I'm playing rugby league. Guilty? Yeah, I think that um, I think it's the time. I think there's a few things. <clears throat> First of all, it gives it. Uh, obviously, there's an odd, odd number of teams now. I personally like that because it creates a buy. I think, yep. I think there's nothing wrong with a buy throughout the year, right? Um, the other thing is. And I'm only talking about from a player point of view. Obviously, from a viewer point of view, you want to watch all the games you can, right? But from a player point of view, just having one week week off rest helps helps prolong their careers, prolong their their career through the season. You know, yep. um, the other thing is like Clarky just touched on. I think that there's enough players, there's enough talent to have that team, but they're not going to come straight in and be world beaters. They they're going to come in like like the Titans, I'd say, and take. You know, three uh, three or four years, maybe ten years, to even you know really have a a fair crack. That's just how long it takes, and that's 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 what every club does when they come in, except for the Melbourne Storm, we get propped up by News Limited. <laughs> well, um, but, but to to that point, guilty before you before you elaborate a bit more, um, it with with a new club buying certain players to build around, you're obviously going to prop up some. Uh, reserve grade players, so they're gonna they're gonna play around these quality, experienced, uh, you know, test or state of origin players, and then over time, like you said, they develop into the same sort of mold of a player. So it is a, it is it is a time consuming thing, and unfortunately for expansion sides um, and supporters of those sides, they want success straight away. Uh, with the Dolphins, I don't think it's going to be success straight away. Um, unlike say in a rival code in the A-League, like soccer, the Wanderers came in and they came in firing or just like you said before, Guilty, the Storm in 1998. So... Hey, I find that in league, it's generation generations, right? So the first generation of players that will go to the Dolphins will do exactly what you said. They're, they're going to um, show the reserve graders and show the up-and-comers how to train and how to be a first-grade club. Mm-hmm. And it'll be that next group of players that come through, you know, regardless of its signings or whether it's bringing people through the Brisbane system, because obviously Brisbane's got a massive nursery or South Queensland's got a massive nursery. Yep. Um, that That's when the success comes. You know what I mean? Top of that, it's a fucking beautiful place to live. Like Regan Campbell-Gillard's already come out and pretty much said, I want to be part of that club. Yep. I've got a young family, you know, Um the other thing that they've done, which I like, is they've they've gotten rid of the name Redcliffe. That's they've there. I was, go- I was going to bring that Dolphins. up. So you like that? You like that they're not? Co- I, so I for do, those, 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, for, for those that don't know, the sharks are the same. The sharks are the same. The sharks, of course, used to be the Cronulla Sutherland sharks. They're just sharks now, right? Yeah, but they 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 spent they they established themselves. You don't look at <clears throat> you don't look at the sharks. You look at the sharks and think Cronulla. Yep. Because they established themselves over I, decades. I think the thing is, if they call themselves Redcliffe, you, you sort of if you call yourself the Dolphins, you've got all of the Sunshine Coast. Whereas if you call yourself the Redcliffe Dolphins, it sort of it sort of solidifies you into that little portion. I know, look, I know, you know, they'll get fans from all around there, but it just gives them more scope, I reckon, to, to have fans say, "Yeah, that's my team." Well, look, just for the listeners that don't know, um, the Dolphins are representing northeast Queensland, uh, northeast Brisbane, which kind of um, uh, captures Moreton Bay, the River City. Uh, North Brisbane, and they also want to tap into Central Queensland, uh, as well as Redcliffe. Uh, their their intrust Super Cup team or Queensland Cup team is the Redcliffe Dolphins, which they're going to keep. Uh, the thing is, is that they have initially uh, they've come out with the initial statement of they're not going to have a geographical location behind their club, um, and the main reason being is that they want to do what Gildy said, that is capture more than just a certain location and it's a branding exercise. Personally, I don't like it. I get why they're doing it. Personally, I don't like it. I think they should be tagged to a geographical location because they're going to be like, Oh, the dolphins like tribalism. Yeah. That, that kind of needs to come into it. Which is what league is well, built I, on. But so, so they have to be Redcliffe, do they? What happens if they call themselves the East Queensland Dolphins? No, that's fine. I mean, that's, that, that's fine. I, I, I like the like the idea of the River City Dolphins. Rolls off the tongue. You know what I think it is. They've got it. Feels it feels like it. The decision hasn't been made by a rugby league person, and it might sound very backward, but this sport is built on tribalism, and it's like they've got some marketing guru in that. His job is to promote soft drink or something or some kind of product, mm. and he's applying that that skill set to this sport, which it doesn't it, it doesn't necessarily work. Yeah, it, and it, it look it remains the, to be seen, uh, Clarky, but it 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 I don't think it will either. Do you reckon the NRL had anything to do with it? So obviously, when um, they were choosing which team was going to be the seventeenth uh, team. Obviously, they had to place their um, their mission, their mission, and so forth in front of in front of the you know in front of the Australian Rugby League. Um, do you reckon that might have had something to do with it? We're going to do this, and that encompasses a bit more no. of Queensland, and that's it's why Redcliffe. we're doing that. You don't reckon that's at all? It's the Redcliffe, club's decision. Redcliffe Dolphins were the only team ever getting this expansion bid. Yep. As soon as the day they got announced as the as the expansion bid, they're like the second richest club in the comp. Yeah. Yeah, like, I the, thought that too. And then I watched an interview with Shane Richardson, who was sort of backing the Firehawks, and they've got just as much money as an NRL club as well. They mm. might have backing, but they've they've got the they've got the money in the bank. Like and the assets. Red, Redcliffe, Redcliffe dollars, Redcliffe Dolphin uh, so, dollars. So, so as far as I'm aware, Redcliffe had the dollars and, and um, the Firefawks had that amount of money or just under in assets. They just had all this private backing of this person's given this and this person's given that. and Redcliffe were always getting that bid. And I, I just think 
even just even when you just spell it out, then where you're like, oh, they're gonna represent this, 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 and the list just kept going. Oh, and Central Queensland. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. Yeah, that's right. It, it might as well just be the might as well just be the Queensland Dolphins. <laughs> well, I think that's what they're aiming for. That's why they're called the Dolphins. <laughs> but anyway, boys, the a big thing about the inclusion at this time. Just before you go on, Dan, just before you go on, right? Yeah. But so you've got the Brisbane Broncos, you've got the Gold Coast. They're not suburbs. They're the cities. Gold Coast isn't a suburb. Brisbane yeah. isn't a suburb. Redcliffe's a suburb. And that's why they're not calling themselves the Redcliffe Dolphins. No, that's fine. They don't have to be called Redcliffe Dolphins. They, don't have to be they need a geographical location. They need, yeah. they need one. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think it's a joke. I'd call them East, oh, East Queensland. Yeah, that's fair enough. So like, you'd, like the, the, South, the, South Queensland, yeah, the South Queensland Crushers. Well, you look at the Warriors. They were called the Auckland Warriors. You still refer to them as that guilty, by the way. But they're called the New Zealand. Call they're called the New Zealand you know Warriors. I, I just call them Auckland. Yeah, but they're actually New Zealand because <laughs> they want to encompass the whole country. Well, do you so, like that? I don't mind it. it so it's, okay. it's, it's a big. It's a better brand. Let's let's be let's be fair. Redcliffe's got probably got the population of all of New Zealand. Yeah. So, <laughs> look, boys. A big thing about this uh, inclusion as well is um, the Dolphins are coming in to the competition in 2023, which allows them from November 1 of 2021 to start shopping for players. Now, it's 99% confirmed that Wayne Bennett's the coach. It's a massive coup. But in this, I believe, personally, this is going to be the most exciting silly season slash off-season in NRL history. 158 players are off contract for 2023. So from November 1 of 2021, those 158 players are allowed to be signed for the 2023 season. I also believe that players that are on contract will break contract to sign for the Redcliffe Dolphins, that being Cam Munster. He's, he's the main one. I, I, I don't reckon he's going to go. I reckon he's going to go. Not, 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 not now. I think he was. I don't think he will now. But can we both agree that, uh, sorry, the three of us agree that this is going to be probably the most exciting silly season ever of off-season signings? I hope it's just, it stays with off-season signings. Hopefully it doesn't expand to off-season, off-field indiscretions. But yeah, it should be crazy. It'll just be day after, every day will be a new rumour. Yeah. It's going to be mad. Come 1st of November. Mate, did you see, I mentioned uh, RCG before, so did you see what the response was from the Dolphins? No, no. What was it? It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't positive. Oh really? <laughs> it just said, "Oh, well, if he's another player that would like to play for this club, uh, he'll be taken into consideration." End of story. Yeah. Oof. Well, hey, what playing, more can they say? I guess. Well, they can't do anything until November one because it's you know against yeah. the code of conduct. So anyway, boys, I'll end it with this: um, the NRL, Eric are already exploring the possibility of further expansion in 2028 with an 18th team. That's when the next TV deal begins. Uh, the contenders earmarked are the Firehawks and Jets from Queensland. No. A Perth team, an Adelaide team, a second New Zealand team, a Pacific Islands team, or there's also suggestions of the relocation or merger of a Sydney team or Sydney teams. No one's got a merger. Well, my first my first sub question to that is: Do we like the idea that they're going to expand further in the next seven years? 
to an 18th team. It's too early. It's too early to tell. You don't think you they should have the... You've got to see how the Dolphins go. You can't just go, okay, now we're going to get the next team and the next team and the next team. You wait until you see how the Dolphins go. Clarky? A fair point. What if, they're an abs- what if they're an absolute basket case of a failure? Mm, that's true. Look, I, look, I like I the idea. We've talked about it. I, I know you like it. I, and I, look, man, if it all goes to plan, I, I sort of like it too. I mean, I, I know you're sort of in favour of a Perth team. I think yeah. that's a good idea. We, we both spoke last week. I think that, you know, the uh, oh, it's one of your mates, but I don't know who it was, but one of your mates had the idea of a... Um, a team in the Northern Territory who don't have a single professional sporting team, which would be a great idea. Yeah. Imagine the, the Indigenous guys that you could bring in. Who are, a lot of them are playing AFL. They don't have an AFL team there. Why not just create an, an NRL team up there? That'd be great. It'd well, be bloody hot. But. Like, yeah, it would be bloody hot. But Nick, like we spoke about off air, the um, it's all about money, corporate dollars. So they need to find a new area. So not New South Wales and not Queensland. They need to find a new area to expand into, properly expand into. And for mine, that's Perth this or is, a this, second New Zealand side. This is the thing. With the Northern Territory, right, you, you don't go there during summer. You go there during winter. And mm. if they're playing footy during winter, the, the, the city would be mad not to sort of jump on board, try and back it to get more people coming to the Northern Territory. Look Get, up, one, look. Of these, get one of these air-conditioned stadiums like they're doing in Oman. Yeah, and Qatar for the soccer Qatar, World Cup. Look, I think the ideal number is 18, but what I also do strongly believe in is that any expansion clubs, whether that be these Queensland teams, uh, Perth, Adelaide, um, Wellington, they need to expand into the lower tier, just like the Papua New Guinea Hunters and Kaivete Silk Tails have. That's the way to build players in those areas and then eventually expand. And that's how you start getting juniors from those areas, proper expansion. But anyway, boys, topic two. In episode three of our podcast was part two of our crystal ball predictions where we discussed if the 2021 rule changes for the NRL would work for the game or not. Let's go through them. And we'll uh, again, after seeing them in action over the course of this NRL season, and tell me if you like or dislike them now. I re-listened to that episode, by the way. The enthusiasm from that episode to this one has uh, changed dramatically, by the way. We were very, very serious at the start. <laughs> yeah, right. Very serious. We're just like, yeah. I was, about, I was about eight beers deep during that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And like the, the microphones in the middle, we're all sharing the one microphone. We can hear the, uh, at that time, it was the crickets of uh, Penrith, not the, um, <laughs> not the birds. Because <laughs> it was like 9.30 at night. <laughs> Anyway, and we're drinking VB then, not Rusty Penny. It's crazy. Yeah. Craziness. Anyway. Yuck. Boys, the first rule change for 2021. Six agains for offside infringements. Now, Clarky, initially you loved this idea. You were in love with it. Guilty and I were very, uh, I don't think so. I, don't, I think they're doing too much. Now that the season's concluded, what are your thoughts? I think they need to probably rein it back in a little bit. Mm. But then in saying, in, in saying that, though, the, mate, the final series was phenomenal. Like every single game of that final series was incredible. So mm. I don't know whether it was just 
the discrepancy in the the top teams and the bottom teams made the rule changes seem like they weren't working. But yeah, I think they just need to tweak it a little bit. I, I don't know whether they should revert completely back to the 2020 rules, like we've been mentioning a lot during the season. Mm. But I, th- I think just a, a balance between a balance between the two, like six again infringements in the opposition's twenty, probably yeah. penalty, and it'll stop that. I like that idea. Just I in the really or like in that the, idea. not not probably not in the half, not even in the half. Probably just like the twenty or the thirty. Yep. And the teams won't want to give away because you're giving away like 30, 40, 50 meter kick for touches. Well, it's also a professional foul, which we've spoken about in episodes prior. But I like that rule. If it's behind, if if you're within your own 20 meter line, it's a full penalty instead of a six again. Or there's no six agains for zero first or second tackle. That's also another suggestion. Yeah, that's what I like. But look, I love the six again rule without this addition. That that addition being six agains for offside. The purpose of the six again rules... Um, introduction was to eradicate the wrestle, which is which it's achieved. Um, I don't think the rule was designed to virtually replace penalties altogether. That's what it's virtually doing. I think they need to get rid of the six against for offsides and just turn them into full penalties. That's my opinion. Nick, I don't know if you agree or not. Um, I I think I like the idea, the second idea you had. I, I think that it doesn't matter where you are on the field. It shouldn't matter if you're in your you put them down into that corner and they're, they're trying to get out of their, their 20, it should be the first or second tackle is an automatic kick. Yep. I, I, think, that's a, I think that's a good idea. And that would stop. That would absolutely eradicate them doing that at all. Yep. You know what I mean? Because just say they're on their 30 and they do it all, or they're trying to get out of their 20 and they do it on the 25. It's, there's, there's no real difference. Mm. Nick Politis come out the other day and he's – not a fan of the six again at all, whether it be 2020 or 2021's version. He went public and demanded that the NRL revert to pre-2020 rugby league. So that's full penalties. Um, and he referred to some stats. So I'll, I'll, dish, I'll dish those out now. He goes, hold on, let me just get them up. So he said that in 2021, uh, the season was the highest margin average for matches since the Super League war, with three converted tries being the average per match. Um, he also pointed to two sides qualifying for the top eight with a negative for and against, with the Titans qualifying with more losses than victories. He believes that only five teams will be able to win the comp and those without a superstar player or players will never adjust to the six again rule. So with these stats, boys, do you think who said that? This is Nick Politis. So he said Roosters that, He's yeah. So the Roosters chairman, he goes, the Roosters, Manly, Storm, Rabbits, and um Panthers are the only five teams that can compete at the moment because they have a superstar player or players. And he goes, any other team that doesn't have a superstar player won't win. So Parramatta, Parramatta didn't show enough in the finals to be in that group. That's according to him. Oh, it's interesting. It when you when you've got a when you've got a uh, when you've got a massive checkbook like that, you can say whatever you want, I guess. Yeah, but look at it from the perspective he's coming from. I, I, I don't think I, I don't think I agree with him because he's because the six again rule is good, <clears throat> but the fact that he's 
coming out and saying this, but he's one of those teams that he thinks can win. Yeah. It's not like it's it's not like it's fucking Tim Shane from the Tigers saying, Oh, I want we'll to change adjust. Yeah, but do you think that what he's saying is because they've got a superstar player, one superstar player, they can overcome this one rule? Is that what he's saying? He's saying that that it's it's more accustomed have, to them. If you don't have a superstar hey, that's player, bullshit. Nah, that's bullshit. So ultimately teams will adjust, Nick, or all, all sixteen teams. If they persist they're in the six continue. again. No, they're not going to adjust. They're going to manipulate the rule like they have been doing. All 16 teams. Yeah, absolutely they will. They'll but they'll adjust. Doing like, doing. Ultimately, they're going to adjust and be able to compete. Yeah, yeah, of course. By manipulating the rule, they'll continue to adjust and compete. Yeah, okay. Clarky, you with, you with that? Yeah. Okay. The thing is, there always has to be a bottom eight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like it's not like okay, so let's say there's 16 superstars and each team has one of those superstars. So all 16 make the top eight. Yeah. <laughs> Does it, nah, that's right. Um someone has to get the wooden spoon. Someone has to there's a lot of teams that miss out on the eight. Yeah, fortunately there's a Bulldogs this year, but they will adjust. Don't you worry. The two point field goal at the start of the season or the preseason at that in our Chris Ball predictions. We all agreed with Clarkie when he said, quote, it is a mute point. It is irrelevant to the game of rugby league. Clarkie also said, I don't think anyone will kick a two-point field goal in 2021. I, as a reminder to our loyal listeners, predicted that Adam Reynolds would get the first one, which he did. But regardless of that, the three of us said, why? Halfway through the season... We all changed our tone pretty quickly because I think the personally I thought the rule was was exciting. I thought it was it was a fantastic rule change. Halfway did, through, didn't did anyone kick one to win the match? I know they kicked them. I'm not asking that. Did anyone kick one kick one to win the match? No, no. How many were there actually kicked? Was there only the one? No, no, no. There was a few in the season, but was there? Okay, none, none to like you know win the match. What? what? What you found is that at the end of half time. And that's what yeah, we said. Just, oh, sorry. They, that's they another thing that we one. said. We, that's another thing that we said. We said that teams would be, go for, would be going for these or attempting to kick these two-point field goals before half time or before full time, just, just because you could. Yeah. And they were. And teams were nailing them. Like some teams were nailing them, like Penrith and Rabbits did uh, particularly. But... um. Are we are we in agreement that it's that it's a good addition to the game now? Ah, I, good. I still don't really care to be yeah, honest. It's, it's exciting, it's, but it doesn't it doesn't I, matter. It doesn't make yeah. a difference. Look, let's be fair. If Adam Reynolds kicked that one in the grand final, then Lel, but he didn't. <laughs> but he didn't. No, but obviously it would have been literally a game changer. But the fact that it didn't, no, no games are really decided by it. You know what? Yeah. I'm sort of glad he didn't. And the reason I'm glad he didn't is because Gus Gould would have gone on about it for way too long. And you blokes would have carried on that Gus Gould was going on about it way too long. You know why I'm so glad he didn't, didn't. It? No, I'm glad he didn't kick it. Because well, we know why, Dan, because you hate South. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do. I do. <laughs> Woo! Anyway, sorry, Clark. You had to do that. Um, the, next, the next rule change, calling break in a scrum. I personally think scrums need to go, so I couldn't give a fuck. Um, I like it. 
And you know, I know why you like it because you said in episode three. Do you want me to tell you why you like it? Why? Because you said that it it takes the fo- it properly takes the forwards out of a play if they're stuck yeah, in I, the scrum. I, I, I did say that, and I do agree with that. But furthermore, after watching the after watching the games this year, some teams have actually taken the scrum a bit more serious, and they've got set plays around the scrum, which is great. Which is great, but they still need to go. Clarky, yeah, well, exactly, cool. yeah. exactly. I like scrums though, but I like scrums. Oh, nah. I, I just, nah. I'm not going to get. You don't want to take you. You don't want to take away from what rugby league looks like. Whether whether they whether they affect anything or not, it just yeah. You don't want it to look like touch football. I know you like touch football. I'm not a touch football player. <laughs> I knew you would. But also, <laughs> also, you don't want the game to look like rugby union either, do you? Yeah, it doesn't. Because well, there's we, a scrum in we, it. Because we pack it once. We pack it once and they, just, they throw the ball in. We don't care. Anyway. Play the ball when a play the ball when a ball or player goes into touch. Did we notice that this year? Is that a massive ball change? Again. So instead of a scrum, it's a play the ball. When a ball or player yeah, goes into touch, it is better, isn't it? Yep. Uh, guilty? Uh, I can't even remember when one happened, to be honest. Well, either way, <laughs> it needs to be the norm because scrums need to go. But anyway, uh, this is one that I thought they would use more, uh, but didn't. Uh, a handover instead of a penalty for incorrect play the balls. Now, they did do it, but they didn't do it a lot. And I thought they were going to do it a lot more because I felt. And I still feel that the penalty was a bit harsh, even though it's in, it's it's an infringement. I felt referees were letting a lot of the play the balls go because, oh fuck, it's a penalty to the attacking team uh, yeah. against the attacking team. So incorrect play the balls like a knock on, right? No. Incorrect play the balls are accidental. They're not. No one is trying to. Yeah, that's right. Manipulate the game in any way. Uh, I think just, I think they're un, they're, un, they're lazy though, Parky. They're, they're lazy, lazy and it's just it's just, a, it's just a fatigue thing. It's still a handover. The other team gets the ball. Yeah. You fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm happy with the new rule as it is. Yeah, I love that it's a not, new not, rule. Not a penalty. Yeah, it's still it's it's still a good rule. It's just um, I just thought it'd be used more. Uh, I did see that they used it when a player tried to play it from like their knees. Play the ball from their knees. They're like, yeah, nuts. Nah, it's handover. They're like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you, you didn't get up and play the ball properly, or you didn't use your foot. You know, you know what? That I, I per, that that that's stupid. I reckon. Like, you know, when you've got you've got the ball, you're on your knees, you plant the ball down, you get up to your feet, and then you play the ball. What difference does that make? Nothing. Speed, speed in the ruck. But you can't you can't get up. You can't get up. The only reason it's become an issue is when blokes do that, and then they fall over and apply for a. a appeal for a penalty and it doesn't yeah. happen. And they figure, well, you didn't play the ball properly anyway. Mm. If you're just getting up and using the ball, you, you, you haven't lost you haven't lost control of the ball. Why is it a penalty? It doesn't make any sense. Look, I think generally in the NRL, the play the ball is clean. Whereas this this rule needs to be implemented in the English Super League because their play the balls are fucked. It's like touch over there. Legitimately. That's, but, that's but, why we cover it. Yeah, that's why. That's why Guilty and I cover it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, touche. Um, yeah. Uh, what about this one? The 
bunker. Uh, sorry, the referee. Sorry, the referee rewarding a try straight away oh, before review. Mate, that was the by far. That's probably the be- That's easily the best thing they brought in this year, if not the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I just, it, it's a mute point because they still go to the bunker. I don't. I don't really care. Look, because they're still doing the same thing anyway. Guilty. We spoke about something last week that was that was actually more interesting. I feel a change that needs to be implemented, and you feel the same way, is that if a referee wants to check that they they say, "Look, I, I don't know. Can we please go to the bunker?" If the referee goes, "I want to check grounding," then that's all they fucking check. They don't check from the play the ball, the kick, the offside, the catch, the put down, the celebration, the knees after. No, they said, I want to check if they've grounded the ball. It would speed up the process so much more. I don't give a fuck that you've missed yeah, but, stuff. But, because, but, but, but you know what will happen is that they'll start just going to check everything. That, that's that's, that's the reality. Right. That's, that's, that's probably right. But if they're like, look, all I want to check is grounding off if he went out, then that's all you're checking. But anyway, yeah, it is. I love the cl- rule. I love the new rule. Yeah, it is. It is a good one. It is very good. It's more. You put exciting. the ball down over the line, and the whistle gets blown. Yeah. And it's just like yeah. park footy. Love it. The next one, boys. Captain's challenge retained if video evidence is inconclusive slash another offence is identified. Common sense. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, I, you Ooh, know what? Guilty. Uh, I, I, no, no, no. I. If that's the rule, that's the rule. I don't like the captain's challenge. That's my personal opinion. Really. Yeah, I don't like it. Nah, I like it. I like it too. I like I like how it is right now, but I don't like and, and and I hate I hate that when a captain will challenge like this is this is to do with the rule you just talked about. I hate it when the captain makes a challenge on a particular call and something else is brought into it. I hate that. Yeah. Oh, because that's exactly what, what you're talking about with the refs. Uh, but that's the tries. but They're that's the um, that. I know what you're saying, but that's the risk of going to the video, isn't it? Nah, well don't do it at all. No captain challenge. <laughs> Not a fan. Fair enough. Last one. it. This is my biggest uh, gripe of the year. Can you explain this one again? I will. Because I didn't explain it really well in the uh, in episode three. I've got to tell you, it was really bad. Is but this anyway, the one that I just couldn't get my head around? Yeah, it was so funny. You're just like, I don't understand. And then Clark is like, I'm with Guilty. I'm like, fuck you two. Like, <laughs> understand uh, me. But anyway, the trainer stoppage rule. To be f- Sorry, to be fair, I wasn't listening. Yeah, because you're wasted. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the final rule change they made. One I thought was going to be hectic. Turned out that they just didn't know how to execute it because the idea is hectic. But anyway, hectic being good, by the way, for those that um, are too Aussie. So trainers are allowed to stop the game if a player is injured. So they notify the ref, can you please stop the game? I have a major injury over here. Referee goes, bip, 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 stops the game. The um, compulsory thing that happens after a trainer stops the game is the player either gets subbed but if uh, or he has a two-minute period. It's compulsory, is it, Dan? It's, it's compulsory. compulsory. Is that the rule? Yes. Once the trainer stops funny the that. game. Yeah, it is funny because we'll get into it. Ask, but the trainer. Oh, man. Ask the storm. The yeah. Once the trainer stops it, so not the ref, once the trainer stops the game, it's compulsory that the player that they that they stop the game for is subbed or goes off for two minutes. Great in theory, disgracefully implemented and exploited by clubs 
The loophole was players baited the referee to stop the match. That was one issue, uh, which then got the bunker involved and then X, Y, Z. But the other one that was bad, sorry, Gildy, the other, the other reason it was bad was even when the trainer stopped it, i.e. in the Storm Penrith match, uh, which was the preliminary final of 2021, um, a trainer stopped the game for Christian Welch. The trainer stopped the game for Brandon Smith. They never came off straight away. They stopped the game for him. So they've got to come off for two minutes if you don't want them subbed. They got to just run back on. Like, just, oh, just go play. You're sweet now. That pissed me off because that is the NRL referees or the NRL match officials not implementing a rule that is a rule. And that was they have to interchange because the trainer stopped it or they have to go off for two minutes. And it fucking I, didn't happen. It happened in the – look, I'm biased. It happened in the Parapenrith game. And I thought, okay, it came up. The media were all talking about it. Yep. And in the very next game, it happened again and they still fucked it. Yeah. Yep. And that was the Penrith Storm game as well. Yep. So, like I said, in theory, the rule is good because it stops the trainer power, but they weren't I just, executing I the rule. How, how, it, how it's not being executed. We know what the rule is. Just if he's down, okay, get him off. He's got to go off. Yeah. It, it needs to be the trainer stopping the game. If the referee stops it because there's an injury in the ruck, then that's um, for player welfare. That's the that's a little loophole with it. But a no, lot the, of players... The loophole, lo- the loophole was that they were stopping the... The trainer was stopping it without doing an assessment. Well, Clarky brought this up a couple of weeks ago. Which was, yeah, which he got done for. But that's also a disgrace because he's just gone, oh, he's down, like, stop the game because we're against the run of play, which is, you know, against the fucking, um, you know, and the and morals the of the game. Thing. There's the Madge Maguire thing where he was seen in the documentary saying, stop the game, stop the game, stop the game. Mm-hmm. It's a tactic. Yeah. But that's that's what these general clubs do. Every time there's a rule change, they exploit it. There's, there's always a reaction to the action. So Newton's third law, baby. But anyway, Clarky, does it make sense now? No, I still don't get it. Anyway, we're not going to talk about it anymore. Topic number three. <laughs> <laughs> Topic number three, boys. These are rule change ideas for 2022. Uh, that the media have made up. Uh, they're not going to be rules. They're just being floated as ideas. Do you think it is a good idea to get rid of the second marker to open the game up? Why? Yeah, why is a good question. No, I don't think it's a good idea. Why? What, what, does, it, what does it change? Guilty, I want to know why. Second, it, because if you've got two markers in dummy half, Yep. Hmm. It puts pressure on the dummy half to pass the ball. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I can't even figure out what it would change. They want the game, they want the game to open what up a bit more. What they should be doing. What the, well, I don't, you don't need it to open up anymore. Exactly. How fast do you want the fucking game? Here's another one, right? When there are two markers, they should be penalised when they're not being markers. What I hate is when the second bloke is halfway in between the line and the mark. Yeah, he's offside. He's a marker. Yep. You've got to have the two markers standing at the mark. Yep. Stupid, stupid idea. We'll move on to the next one. <laughs> are these, are they those, um, you know, when the NRL throws out ideas, is this one of them? Yeah, this is their free marketing tool. This it is 100%. free marketing? They, they, okay. All these, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the next one, it happened in the grand final. So Spencer Lenu tackled Adam Reynolds, I think it was. <laughs> And Adam Reynolds kicked the ball into him. Now, personally, it's uh, it's not a charge down because he's going for the tackle. 
But the point of contention is if you pass it and you're going for a tackle and it hits the hand, it's six again. So should kicks into people that are going for a tackle, should that be a six again? Or should it have been, you know, not played at fifth and last? Um, on the on the day, they got it right. Yep. and But I, I, I think to, if, if you want to make it, here we go, black and white. Yeah, he said it. He said it, yeah. Okay, hey, I know it was a setup. Um, <laughs> if you want to make it like that, just, yeah. just make it exactly like the um, like the passing rule, exactly the same. And then you don't have any dramas and everyone knows the rule. Okay, here's one. If you're legitimately going for a charge down, should it result in a fresh set? Yes. Guilty? How do you? That's the, how do you? How do you say when someone's legitimately going for a charge down or not? When they, like, there's a pin, the there's time. opinion, there's opinion in that, and you can't have opinion no, in it. You got to make it flat. Ooh, we should. <laughs> we should it make again. it B and W. But the rule, the rule at the moment is, if you go for a charge down, it's six again. Yeah. Should it change? No, no, should it change? What I'm, what I'm saying is this: if any, if there's any rule where there's an opinion on whether it was on purpose or not. Like what, 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 what constitutes a charge down anyway? Like what part of the body? If it hits their hands, is it a charge down? Yeah, it's fine. If you're playing at the ball, what, basically. You're how, running, many you're... Do they, how many times do they charge down when they're half tackling? And they go, that, that's a charge down? Very rarely. Yeah, it happens though. Yeah. I don't. I don't I, I'm just happy for them to leave. And this is a rule that went against... Like could have been yeah. a turning point in the grand final, and it really doesn't bother me. Yeah, uh, I, I think I, leave I, it I don't as think is. it happens. I don't think it happens enough to change the rule. Leave it as is. I'm with you, Clarky. Clarky, I'm going to ask yeah, you this I, question I, because I don't care. Yeah. That's fair enough. Clarky, I'm going to ask you this question because Guilty, I know you don't uh, you don't like the rule at all. But how many captains' challenges should a team get? Do you think it should be as is, or should it be one as and a half? Is. Yeah, whatever think? it is now, it doesn't whatever need to change. Yeah, captains' challenge doesn't need to change. I'm with you. Boys, rewarding 1v1 legs tackles. This is an idea. The play of the ball is delayed for the attacking team until the defender is ready to go at marker. Like it or dislike it? Why change it? Because they think that, because the, the, the idea is that all the effort in making a legs tackle or a one-on-one tackle, there's no advantage. I make this tackle and there's no reward for me making a one V one tackle. It's all about two or three man tackles. Right, so hey, if I'm, if I, if I'm defending and I tackle a bloke around the chest one-on-one mm. and he just so happens to fall forward, I've done mm. everything what a bloke we're doing a legs tackle is going to do. Yeah. That's I all right. Even if it's, even nah, if it's, a, stupid, even if it's a chest stupid, tackle. Then, then, stupid. Yeah. Okay. Don't yell at me. BMW so, boy. <laughs> no so advantage. The, so the proposed rule is if you so you make a legs tackle or say a one on one tackle. Let's just say one on one tackle. No, what well, what's the propose? It's legs tackle. Yeah, go yeah. So nah. you make the tackle. You're at the bottom. Of, you're around their ankles, <laughs> and they're ready to play the ball. They can't play the ball until that defender gets up, goes to the front yeah, of the tackle. That's the proposal. And is in marker, so he could just just he could, just he by could, you explaining just, it like that, Kaki, it just shows that it's stupid. He could just he. Take 10 minutes just to give his team a rest. Exactly. That's exactly right. That's Stupid. a way to explain it. Absurd. I'm just the messenger. Guilty shooting the messenger. He's actually I'm stomping not. on my head right, right now. <laughs> yes. 
just relax, stupid. Relax, Nicky. Relax, Nicky. You said you're going to be calm today, and you're getting crazy. You're yeah, getting crazy. that just fired me up. That one did. <laughs> hey, you know what I think? I think they should do it. They should reward the league sacking. Do you Delay really? As much? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm going to piss you off. Um, the next one: reducing the interchange to six. I like it a lot, even with the rule changes. You know why? Do you want me? To, I'll tell you why. Because I said it before the six again. And then the six again, like teams were really unfit at the start of the season. I went, oh, maybe eight's good. Then they, then the Panthers versus the Eels in the semifinal in week two of the finals this year. And Penrith got 15 subs. And they had free interchanges because of HIAs and head highs and blah, blah, blah. So teams are easily hitting the eight interchange or even under because they're getting free interchanges all game. So the team's always fresh. They're getting, they're getting, they're getting these subs all the time. So make it six. They get less now. That's a big reason as to why I want it to change. Fatigue is balanced, okay, but when teams are exploiting it with the free interchange, no, you, you need to lose lose a couple. So it should be six. That's my opinion. Um, I'd, I'd leave it. I don't right. have a drama with it at eight. Yeah, I don't have a drama with it at six either. Oh, fair enough. The seven tackle rule, the restart rule. So at the moment, this it's, needs this needs fixing. This needs fixing. So at the moment, the rule as as it stands, if uh, the ball is kicked out the back, knocked on out the back, uh, in some in the opposition's try line, uh, the defending team turns into the attacking team, and they get a seven tackle restart set from the twenty meter line. My opinion is that it's. The rule was made for – it was called the Billy Slater rule for, for a reason because uh, teams were kicking out at the back on purpose so the fullback wouldn't get the ball, particularly Billy Slater, uh, which took the fullback out of the game. I thought it was a good tactic. They changed it. Uh, the problem with it is that if you're going for a little grubby kick or even if you're knocking the ball on for an attempt to at try or a bomb and it's knocked on in the opposition's try line, then they get a massive reward for that. Now, I think it should change to um, just kicks outside a certain... Kick, no, I think I, I don't think grubbers should be... I don't think if you're grubbering within a, like, you know, a certain distance, it should be a seven-tackle set either. But to make it a bit clearer for viewers as a rule change, maybe an attempt at, you know... Like a just, knock-on. Just change, it, just change it to kicks for this season and then if... That's obviously needs to be changed again. The knock on, you're trying to put the ball down and you knock it on mm. and you give the team a, a seven tackle, seven, seven tackle set. That's yeah. craziness. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too much. Um, it's, too, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. I don't uh, like it. I, I like what Clarky said. Change it for the kicks. <coughs> Excuse me. Change it for the kicks this year. And, um, then maybe just kicks kicks outside. outside yeah, outside like 30 meters. Yeah, outside 20, 30 meters. Yeah, I'm with you. The next one, boys. Do we like Golden Point in the regular season? Yeah, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> no, I like yeah, draws. I like draws as well. I like that they do extra time and then Golden Point in finals. I don't like Golden Point during the season. There needs to be draws because... Why do you need a victor? I don't know. The last one, 2040 kicks. Should they stay or should they go? Was there one? 
There was one. One. Nah, just leave it. Who cares? <laughs> Guilty. Yeah, if they took it away, I couldn't care less. If they kept it, I don't care. They need to get rid of it because it's pointless. That's more pointless than the two-point field goal. But anyway, that needs yeah. to go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm holding so we're, we're talking about, the, you know what, just in retrospect when I'm thinking about it, which <laughs> there was one team that used it and they got out of their half using it. Yeah, it was mainly. They, they, were, they, were, they were doing it tough, trying to get out of their half. They couldn't do it. They put in the 2040. They got out of their half and all of a sudden they're in attacking position. With you, know, the you know, I don't think, you know I don't what? even think that the officials knew that they kicked it. They were like, oh, they've kicked, the, they've kicked the ball. And they went. Yeah, true. Oh. Uh, look, I'm quite happy just to leave it. I said I don't care. Leave it. And if, and if teams start being able to be good enough kickers to, to make that a factor in their games, not a drama. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I agree with you, Gilly. Laugh, Gilly. Gilly, don't get He's on mute. He's on mute. He's Why? muted himself. Why'd you mute yourself, Gilly? I'm going to ask you to unmute. Ready? Ask him now. Bam. Guilty, you don't. There we go. Oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> He's fucking... Mate. Anyway. We're going to move on. Topic four. Boys, do you agree with the NRL introducing the 18th man rule? That being the 18th player being injected into a match when a team fails three times HIA or a player is injured from the result of foul play that saw the other player sin bin or sent off. Do we like it? Um... Yeah, whatever. Uh... How many times did he get used? Like four or five times? Yeah, At yeah, all? not much. Yeah, didn't yeah four or five much. times in what? In a hundred games? Yeah. Yeah. So is this is this the one where we're we're talking about Joey Manu and Latrell? Is that what is that what we're... Yeah, that would be one. Yeah. But that they didn't use it, right? But the 18th man is allowed, he's on the bench now as a result. So he's allowed to okay. be on the bench as a result of that incident. Yeah, That's a good I, example. I don't have a drama. I don't have a drama with it. Yeah. Well, they had to they do didn't something. See, they didn't see the coaches didn't find a way to exploit it yet. Yeah. So let's wait. That's probably what they're, they're probably sitting down. They're probably having like full blown meetings on how the fuck do we use this 18th? See, I think the NRL were finally proactive and learned that NRL clubs exploit rules. So let's not fuck it up and give them loopholes. This one's mm. pretty tight knit. So I like it. it is I tight, like the rule. But they didn't have they didn't have they didn't have a chance because it was implemented mid season. So they'll they'll find a way. If there's a way, they'll find a way. In the true. True, true, true. Boys, next topic. Should the NRL have allowed Joseph Suwali to play in the NRL prior to his 18th birthday, in which he was granted the exemption in round eleven, turning out in the center position for the Roosters against the Broncos, in which his side ultimately lost. Should they have allowed him, boys, to play? I don't know. It's the it's the rule. Why why if they make the rule, why is there why can you make applications to get him back earlier? I don't even know why why is the rule even eighteen? The rule's Doesn't eighteen, so they so they because they're going to school, they're doing the HSE. <laughs> uh the it's for their development, like their body, stuff like that. That's they, they've said they've got studies for it as to why. I like that. Ooh. The 18, like I, I like that they keep it at 18, and I don't think they should have given an exemption no matter how good they are. Once you turn 18, he was 100 days from turning 18 when he debuted. So, well, you're gonna have to wait another 100 champ. Like, sorry, that's the rule. That's the they shouldn't have allowed it. No way. You know what? They, they, they either allow it for everyone or they don't allow it at all. 
Yeah, correct. You don't have a oh, special exemption for some clubs. End of story. Yeah. Do, all right. So do you think there should be a, a limit at 18, Guilty? Because um, if I'm not mistaken, see that you or Clarky that thinks if they're ready to go, they're ready to go. Um, look, uh, it just showed you with Sawali, though. Was he, was he ready? He's already having operations at the end of the year. Mm. Look, got I, I think 18, your, body, your body's just about developed. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change, obviously, throughout the course of, of your career. But, um, look, it's a hard one. Look, I, I, I got no dramas if they just make sure it's 18 for everyone. You don't go, oh, we've got a superstar. We want to introduce him early. And yeah. we've got a few injuries and we can't, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm with that, 100%. Boys, one of my favourite topics that we discussed, and I think it was in episode four of the podcast, should players be able to select their own jersey number? Yeah, I thought we, I thought we finalised this. Uh, no, we're reha- – hey, if, if you remember, Gildy, this is the ultimate bunker review episode. How did, how did this this, this uh, subject get a start then if it's ultimate? Because it's ultimate. Because <laughs> this, 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 that's stupid. I watch the, the Super League games and you don't know who's playing where. It's stupid. <laughs> Mate, I was um, in my research for Throwback Thursday last week when I did the um, the card for Denny Lee. Yep. He obviously played in the 1997 Super League Grand Finals. So I've... Obviously, I've just looked up the, non- the grand final lineup, and it was like David Peachy at fullback, number forty-three, like Here some second, some second rower with number eighty-four or something. It's yeah. like it just it looked an absolute mess. Hmm. It's stupid. It is messy, isn't it? Look, it's so messy. Yeah. It's messy, but I don't even. I don't even like. I don't even like last-minute <laughs> changes. I. If you're, was there one in the grand? I think there was one in the prelim. Did where? Yeah, yeah Brent Naden. the whole it? series. That was Brent yeah. Naden. Yeah, when Naden come in at like number twenty, it's like just have a jersey ready for having the number five jersey ready for him. Oh, well, yeah, I understand why that's like that, but, but that's yeah. how that's how much I don't like. Oh, fair enough. Well, you got to see why this. We have to see. <laughs> But you have to see why this is a topic, but it's no, a marketing no. tool. It's a marketing tool. You have to see it, Mate, Nick. Why, Don't why, be... can't, why can't they have the marketing tool on the same number that they've got now? Why is it going to be a different number? So you think they should have... Do you think they should have names on the back of NRL jerseys? Uh, look, that's, 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 that's a different topic. I don't mind that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, so instead of it being Kalen Ponga 88, Kalen Ponga number one. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't care if that's what they want to do. Yeah. I'm a traditionalist, though. I've got no dramas with how it is now. Mm. Look, I love the numbers. Don't get me wrong, because it does distinguish where they're playing, mm. uh, similar to Union. But I am not against it. I'm telling you, I'm not against Listen it. This. Every young player coming through, I'll be 23. That's Michael Jordan's number. That's yeah. LeBron James's number. I'll be number seven. Ronaldo's number. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, number seven at prop. Ronaldo. (laughs) (laughs) Here's one, boys. Now, it's a bit of a a question that I don't know if any of us can answer. What do you think teams do with their weekly jerseys after they play a match, an NRL match? 
Do they give them away to charities? You'd like to think they give them to yeah, sick kids or something. Do you think that or do you think they clean them? No. I, 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 you know what? I, I honestly don't know. I brought this up probably, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, we brought it up. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I, honestly, I don't know, man, because there's a lot of jerseys, isn't there? Yeah. No, There'd be a lot yeah. of jerseys floating around. Well, you think... You think they're not. You think they they're not cleaning them, but then at the same time, it's like that's a lot of jerseys, there, mate. It's a lot of money, yeah. Mate, they can't, uh, they can't just buy. They can't just buy. Like like, we're paying. We're paying a hundred. Like as a fan, we're paying what is one sixty for a jersey? Which Surely. is a joke. There should be a hundred. One sixty but... times eighteen mm. times twenty five. Let's just see what that is. <laughs> mate, you know what they should do? They should take them over to Papua New Guinea and Fiji. Yeah, and give give them away to those yeah. kids. Yep. How much is it? How much is it, Clarky? That's seventy-two thousand dollars a year. That doesn't seem that's that on much. one team. One that's team? one team. Yeah. Well, they've nah, also got, giving them away. They got they're home. Giving... They got away. They got alternate alternate heritage, <laughs> well, women there, league, there's indigenous. Ones that, there's ones that if you have a massive game, that they keep them and frame them, right? Yeah, yeah. You get man of the match in a game, so they're not giving them all away. Some of the blokes are keeping them. Yeah. Some of the blokes are swapping them. If you play like I don't know. Didn't uh, Brett Finch? I know they did shorts because Joey didn't want to give his jersey away or something. But Finch and they, they swap jerseys every now and then, you know. They would like look. I'm sure that there's also like damage to jerseys and shit. Jerseys getting yeah. dirty, and they're like, oh, you can't run out with a dirty jersey. So there's the potential that they they they're buying new ones every game. Yeah, I reckon that, look, for seventy that, not... for seventy two grand, they're they're buying new ones every game. Hmm. But but in saying that, they're not they're not. They're not paying 160 bucks for a jersey for the. Yeah, I know that's what I mean. They're paying, they're paying they're less. 30 thirty dollars. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, the new one every year. Let's figure it out. We need to speak to someone. Yeah, yeah, we will. Maybe, maybe someone from the West Tigers that just got sacked. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, top, they, they parted. They parted ways. Uh, they did. They parted ways. You're right. You're right. Am I? Am I lost? Am I behind something? Yeah, you are. <laughs> we'll explain later. Don't <laughs> worry. Don't worry, Nick. We'll explain later. Topic number seven, boys. Would you like I'm to see... Right now. <laughs> trying to figure it out. You figure it out. Let me let me keep speaking to the people, to the people that listen, yeah. unlike Clarky. Yeah. Topic seven. Would you like to see promotion and relegation in the NRL? No. Uh, it's, uh, no. It's an, it's an interesting idea. That will never work. It, we don't have the right structure. It, but yeah. it's not just that. It's not. It's not in our. It's not our sporting culture either. Yeah, Australia's sporting culture. Australian sporting culture. Like mm. it's the same thing with. It's the same reason as why the A League has a final series, and I think they're the only soccer competition in the world. It's because our sporting culture. No one gives a fuck about the minor premiership. No one mm-hmm. cares about first past the post. It's whoever wins the grand final. The grand final is the grand final, and. See, yeah. the, the English Super League are the only English sport that has adopted a final series because it's a rugby league cultural thing to have a final series, a knockout series. Uh, they used to do first past the posts um, in the Super League and it just, you know, takes away from, you know, the teams that are trying to come second, third, fourth, blah, blah, blah. In the Super League, while we're on it, by the way, in 2023, the likelihood of them breaking away into a 20-team comp with promotion relegation is very high. 10 teams being in Division 1, 10 teams being Division 2. 
Uh, I don't think promotion and relegation will ever work in the NRL because, like you said, boys, the culture isn't here, isn't there. It also takes away from the marketing of those clubs that aren't in in Division One. The structure has um, been set up in such a way it just doesn't it doesn't apply. Like, do you know what I mean? Maybe you could do it in in Queensland, but in in Sydney, all the all the reserve the reserve grade teams are part of the actual club. Yeah, there's no. That's right. So look. I have no doubt they're going to expand to 18 teams by 2028. I think the only restructure they can have is conferences. And when I say conferences, my idea of conferences isn't you play in your two conferences, they have a grand final, and then you go and play the winners of the other, the winners of the other conference. I believe that you should have conferences like to two conferences of nine for the purposes of figuring out the draw. That's, that exercise you know is the only happens? reason if for you have that. Conferences, Dan. This is the only problem with the conference system is that the two teams that play in the grand final that might not be the big game. The big game might very well be two teams in one conference being the best two teams. No, that's what I'm saying. So conference system, they'll never ever play each other in a grand final. That's that's <laughs> exactly that's exactly what I'm saying, Nick. <laughs> you're not listening to what you say. <laughs> I'm saying the nine the nine teams. So nine teams we'll are in one conference. Oh, I am clear. Clark, you obviously got it. So there's nine teams in one yeah, conference, nine in the other. It's, the only purpose of those two t- conferences is for the draw. That is the only reason. Then, then why even have a fucking conference system in the first for place? For the why draw. Not just, why, not sort, why not just sort out the yeah. fucking draw like everyone else does? Every Dan, what Dan, you know what? This is, this is what the issue is as well when the NRL and the media talks about conferences mm. is – People, without listening, mm. just automatically think of American sport. Yeah, right. They just need to, if if they're going to do it just for um, if they're going to do it just for the draw, just yeah. do it and don't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah, well, that's you know that's good because let's say it is. They don't tell us how teams. the algorithm works now. Well, you know what, I, I'm with you then because they need to just pick. If it's 18 teams, you pick nine teams and you go, okay, those nine play each other twice. And then the the they play the other nine once, and that's twenty five games. And then surely, it's all still one surely. ladder, and it's all still top eight, and it's all still how it is now. That's how I think it, it should be. Because you know the NRL pays like some Canadian yeah company like millions of dollars to do yeah. the draw, and it's still fucking rubbish. Yeah. Mm. That's ridiculous. Like, we we don't we don't know how that algorithm works, so we don't need to know if they split it into conferences. You know what? It should surely there's a there's a there's just a computer program where you yeah. just throw in fucking how many teams there I are even, and it spits even... out how many rounds there are and it just spits out a draw and it's different all the time. It's randomized. I don't even know why it has. I don't, I don't see why there would be so many people. What, what, what are people in the NRL doing now? Like, the, the, like the, we could do it right now. We could literally make the draw right now. And yeah, but look, all what, you do, do say- and you manipulate it for marketing purposes. Yeah. So South oh, that's, Sydney. That's, that's what I don't like. You don't? No. Nah. I think the draw has got to be fair all the way through. And if you start manipulating it for marketing purposes, it changes the integrity of the draw. Guilty. The only way that there's integrity in that draw and NRL's draw is, is is if you play every team twice, and you can't do it because it'd be too long. No, no, but but yeah, but what you do is you just make sure it's randomized, and then you don't. You tell people it it's Once randomized. It comes out. It's it. You tell people it's randomised, but then Penrith always play Parramatta twice. Yeah, and Bruce dogs always play Tigers twice. Yeah, Roosters always play South Sydney twice, but yeah. it's random. Mm. No one knows. That's yeah. true. 
Anyway, we'll move why on, not, eh? Why not just? I, I know what you're saying, but why not just make it random? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's about the money. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Topic eight. Did the NRL's mid-season sin bin foul play crackdown ultimately work and serve a long-term purpose? Guilty, I'm going to start with you because Clarkie's going to get the shits. <laughs> did the sin bin crackdown work? Yes. Did it work and serve a purpose? In yep. reducing head highs? Yes, yes, it did. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, Nick, we're in agreement, my friend. How good's that? Yep. Clarky, I'm going to have to ask you the same question, my friend. Statistically, maybe. Oh, but here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Nerdburger answer is what that is. You can, <laughs> according to you my can calculations, statistics, you can manipulate statistics all you want, and I'm pretty sure the stats that you give to me in our group chat are handed out by the NRL. Mm-hmm. Who are obviously trying to save face. It fuck- <laughs> <laughs> hey, Clarky, COVID's a lie as well, mate. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, look, look. Okay, I'm going to cut you off for a sec. Let's use Guilty's uh, favorite phrase, the eyeball test. So initially, yeah, eyeball- when they were wait, 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 wait. initially yeah, when we were watching it, we were like, "Fuck, some of these are soft." And then what? what I've said it before. It took them a couple months. They were peeling back over those weeks. Within the two months of Magic Round, when they had this sin being cracked down, which everyone went crazy over, Nick especially, everyone listened to episode 17, refer to that, black and white fucking, the initiation, the initial creation of oh. Nick's black and white blow up. The, the peel back was significant. And what it achieved was if you hit them high, look, it's going to be a penalty on report. If it's um, if it's if it's um, if you're square on and you hit them high, it's a sin bin. If it's fucking deliberate, it's a send off. They established, they re-established what the rule is and was about. That's my opinion. And now we know where they stand with head highs. It has turned into a black and white thing. If you slip, I don't know. Hit if, their, I, if, I, I don't know if it's black and white. But it definitely isn't black and white. It's well, the I first feel, thing from black and white. I feel if you slip, this is this is my opinion anyway. The way I, the way that they've been ruling on it if you slip into their hand they're going hey you hit them high it's a penalty but yeah look they slipped yeah that's, Pretty sure that's been that's been happening for 40 years but but they weren't always well, calling well, the penalties well, were they what, what they have done is that they've stopped the crazy head highs just being overlooked yeah so i disagree back they, to the back to the question they have they served the purpose the, they fucked the sport and made it almost Almost unwatchable for what two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. It became the for nothing. It, it became the, oh, look, um, the elephant in the room. Agree that they should have done it at the start of the season. I, Dan, I'm sure Dan agrees with that too. Yeah. I'm just all I'm saying is, and I think Dan agrees with this, is that there aren't as many savage head highs as, as there were. Yeah. I agree with that. But anyway, Clarky doesn't. <laughs> That's fine. I look. I like that they. I like that they did it. They had to be ruthless about it. I think there was some legalities around it too. That's why it had to happen. Um, and now it is at what it's at, and I like where it's at now. Not where, not the magic round week that was fucking brutal, and the weeks subsequently. But I needed to happen. 
Agree? Do we all we all agree. That was, a, that, was a, that was Talakai on uh, the, the kid from Canterbury. Well, that now that you, well, that's right. Because when you brought it up, that that initiated a lot of conversation and arguments on our podcast yeah. alone. And yeah. we're like, "Where's the use of the sin bin? Where's the use of the send off?" And it happened in that game. And then there were matches yeah. where it wasn't being used, and they're like, "Where's the sin bin? Where's the send off?" And then they went, "Yep." Public outcry. Let's do something about it, and then everyone. That's wins. just the, that's just the in. That's just the referees being inept. Maybe, 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 maybe. Anyway, we'll move it on. Topic number nine, boys. After Australia and New Zealand's withdrawal from the 2021 Rugby League World Cup led to its postponement until 2022, do you think Australia and New Zealand skipping Test matches altogether in 2021 is okay, or is it viewed as a disgrace? What do you think? So we're skipping matches in 2022 as well, are we? So they've pulled out, they've pulled out of the World Cup and they said we might play test matches to replace the World Cup, like in in southern the southern hemisphere against each other at the end of 2021. They've come mm-hmm. out and said, Yeah, we're not. We're not doing it. New Zealand have come out and said we'll play a mid-season test in 2022. Australia have said we're not going to play until the end, which means that New Zealand and Australia respectively have not played for two and a half and three years. Their last test matches being in 2019, the end of uh, in November, 2019. It's COVID related though, right? What was that? It's COVID related. That's why. Is it? Yeah. Really? What I'm saying is they didn't just go, this is just, uh, we haven't played in two and a half years. There's a reason. I reckon the players probably didn't want to go back into a bubble. But then yeah, I know that. Oh, look, now we know what it's like now. And I understand at the time when the whole Delta so what, strain was fucking was 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 so rampant, what, there was no answers for international travel and XYZ. Yeah, but what but what's their reason for not playing New Zealand Australia right now? Exactly. What have they said? No. Have they no, said why? No. It's not doing no. it. Not doing anything. Okay. It would have been a bit of a fucking slap in the face if, if they, they if they did play. Yeah, okay. Even though it's even though it's safe to do so, they're all in a bubble, they're all vaccinated, yada 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 yada. It would have been a fucking slap in the face to the to all the all the English fans, all the English administrators who have fucking put in all this time and effort, and then they just fucked it for them to then turn around and still play. Why not? Why not have an Anzac test? Well, they're doing that, Guilty, in at the end of 2022, before they go what? to the World Cup. What? Ridiculous. Yeah. Why don't you have an Anzac test at an Anzac day, blah, 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 and yep. then fucking go to the World Cup? Oh, oh. Let's, 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 no. let's stop using logic. Let's stop using yeah. logic. The thing that the thing that I've got to say is, um, which is a question, but I'm going to give my opinion on it straight away. The question is, is, are we vindicated that the uh, that the World Cup has been postponed until 2022? No. Now that the dust has settled, it's annoying, but because of the Delta strain, it threw a lot of chaos and ambiguity into the equation. They've got inadvertently the postponement of the tournament due to the withdrawals of the two best nations that play rugby league has created more notoriety and um, knowledge of the World Cup even being on. So everyone knows that there's a Rugby League World Cup now. 
because this was massive news. Everyone knows that it's next year now. They're going to be more prepared because they've, got, they've had five years to prepare for it, not four. And I think it's going to be ultimately a better spectacle now as a result, despite the fact it was fucking annoying when it happened. I actually believe it's going to be, I actually believe it's going to be better now that they've postponed it. But what do you think? <laughs> I wonder if the reason they don't want to do it is like, I mean, the, the NRL is money hungry. It must just not make sense financially because otherwise, why wouldn't they do it? Because they don't get yeah, a, I like we, your I like your optimism, Dan. Well, the World Cup and International Rugby League get the money. That's why. And you're 100% right. When Origin's on, it's an NRL asset. It's an NRL IP. So they are allowed to um, uh, garnish all the takings. They, they take it all. That's their money. When International Rugby League is played, when it's not a test match that they've sanctioned, as in like the NRL and the New Zealand Rugby League for sanctioned, they don't get as much money. And that's why they don't put as much into it. And that's why it's a disgrace. But anyway, I'll move it on because I'm going to get pissed off. I'm going to get pissed off like Nick when he went black and white in episode 17. Topic number 10. Now, Nick and I spoke about this off camera, Clarky. Uh, so we need to voice our opinions properly now for the listeners. Uh, but I'm very curious to hear what you have to say about this. When the Penrith Panthers won, they were cheering through the streets, Mount Druid in particular, uh, and someone caught a photo of Dane Laurie in a Penrith Panthers jersey cheering for the Penrith Panthers victory. The problem being, as we all know, is he's a West Tigers player. Now, we all know as well that he went through the Penrith Panthers system his entire junior rep career, and he even debuted for them in 2020. Be that as it may, he is a he is a West Tigers contracted player in 2021 and beyond. And in 2021, he's wearing a Panthers jersey after the Panthers won and is cheering. Clarky, I'll start with you. Is it a good look? Uh, is it a bad look? Or is it a nothing topic? Because I'm not a West Tigers supporter, it's a nothing topic. I think the only people who would care would be West Tigers fans and West and anyone involved in the club. Yeah, I think yeah. He he grew up, he played he probably grew up playing with most of the squad. He played with the squad last year. Look, yeah. It was a I bet you in hindsight he wouldn't do it again, but yeah, who cares? Guilty what do you mean? Oh sorry, sorry. I was going to say, the amount of shit that people do, the amount of shit that the players are doing in the off-season, fuck, who cares? That's that's illegal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The bike gave the Shackers with a Panthers jersey on. Come on. Well, mate, I think people need to understand that. Like, he is is a Penrith born and bred, you know, junior. The bloke bloke lives in Penrith still. Yeah. How old is he? 21. 21. He's a kid. I'll tell you what he didn't do. He didn't... uh... Have a bag of cocaine in his pocket and uh, not listen to a police officer. And not move on. He should have been the rookie of the year, to be honest. Anyway, um, it's a non it's a non-issue. Get over it, West Tigers fans. Okay, 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 okay. What if it was for you boys, a Parramatta player that's wearing a Panthers jersey or a Rabbitohs player that's wearing a Panthers jersey? Would you take okay, the I same still, understanding? Would you have like and it's still Dane Laurie? 
I would. A, I would. He's a kid. He's a kid who's, who's played for that team his whole life. And as, a, as a, you've got a personal aspect, you're supporting your mates. Mm. You'd understand. You'd just go, ah, oh, you know. I can, I, I can see. I think Clarkie's the same. I can see why people would carry on. But if you take a step back and think about it, like think about it with a bit of um, nous, mm. you'll understand that there's, it's a non-issue. Yeah. I, I would have been a little bit more annoyed if yeah. I was a, if it was... If he was a South player, a little bit more annoyed, but again, I still wouldn't have wouldn't have clouded my judgment. Are we gonna Are we gonna talk about the rest of the celebrations? Oh, if you want, yeah, bring them up. I think this. The media just kept doubling down, doubling down on the Panthers and every every kind of every kind of little indiscretion that they did. And this was one of those things where they were just. They the media the media wrote the narrative in terms of all this player arrogance. They did, did the absolutely. Media break the hey, did the media break the trophy? Mate, Laurie Daly broke the trophy in 1989, <laughs> and everyone very different circumstances. And everyone hold on, hold on. And everyone thinks that's fucking hilarious. Wait, they look wait, back wait, at wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. The media. Need to apologise to the Panthers for that because they because in the Telegraph the other day uh, it was broken that the trophy was broken by a female that is not a Penrith Panthers player. Ergo, Penrith Panthers players did not break the trophy. Yeah, well, why would she have the trophy there? Regardless, I don't care. I don't care if I don't care if fucking Nathan Cleary broke the trophy. Laurie Daly's story is still lauded. The bloke was blind maggot drunk on the back of a car with the trophy in one hand and a beer in the other. But because that happened in 1989, that's hilarious. These cocky, upstart, arrogant, disrespectful Panthers players, because that's how they've been. That's how they've been. Did Laurie Daly Daly dress the trophy up as a baby and carry it like a baby? Who cares? They're having fucking fun. Are you serious? That fun? Why do it? Why do they even need the fucking trophy? It should go back to the, it should go back to the team, but wherever they display those sort of things, they carried around. Guilty, it's I'm telling you, Guilty, I'm telling you, I'll be I'll be sleeping with the trophy for a fucking two weeks. Uh, nah. What do you mean? Nah. I, I just, I just, I, I think the way that I think the way the play has been portrayed is fucking disgusting. Yep, I'm with you. If this happened, like I said, if this happened in if this happened in the nineties. If this was the Penrith Panthers, and obviously it's it's highlighted by the fact that it's all put on social media, and, and these and the period that I'm talking about didn't have social media. But if that was Brandy Alexander or Mark Guy and Roy Simmons in 1991, we'd be talking about this. We'd be talking about it 20, 30 years later about how fucking Wait, funny it was. You bring up a good point. You brought up Greg Alexander. What did Greg Alexander say? And he's part of that club. Yeah, I felt I'd mate. If I was one of those players, I'd be fucking ropeable with him because he would have been celebrating the exact same way as what they were in '91, except not putting it on social media. The it's a, yeah, it's driven. Hey. It's driven me. It's driven me insane. I personally think it's not. A, it's. I think they do got to fall their heads in a little bit. No, they're just they're just young. Like you said before with Dane Laurie, they're just young kids. They're just kids having fun. Yeah. Yeah, but Taylor's wearing a fucking jersey. There's a bit of a difference. They're, the 
the way the media's portrayed this is if they've done that what the players have done is worse than what Cameron Munster and who are the other blokes involved? Oh, and Smith and yes, hundred percent. And those no, they didn't. and those fuckwits still stand in front of the media and make fucking jokes about shitting in the well, and everyone finds that all fucking funny, and mm. they still don't admit to the fact that they had cocaine. Mm. They make these apologies. Yeah, but if that, uh, look, you know, I agree. But the thing is, if they admit they had cocaine, there's legalities as well. There's legalities that go with that. Everyone knows that it was cocaine they had. Allegedly. And they, what, what, the, what the NRL should have done was come down harder with them and not give them suspended sentences. Mm. Anyone would think the Panthers players had done worse than Cameron Munster and Brandon Smith. Oh, I don't reckon. I don't reckon that's what the media... They haven't been that bad. Mate, everything that everything that Penrith have done and put on social media, well, why do you, why why is it that you think the 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 um the masses all sort of agree or, or or sort of take the take the view of what the papers are doing? Because you know what they do want to they do want people to show a little bit of respect. Well, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject now. So the problem with the NRL as opposed to say the AFL is their media bags the fuck out of their own game. The NRL's media bags the fuck out of the NRL, the rugby league product that they're supposed to be promoting, that they're paid to promote. They love shitting on it for fucking clickbait, stupid articles like these. They're fucking dumb. They shouldn't be. That shouldn't be a topic. Nick. Well, what, what, Dan, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. One sec, 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 one sec. one sec. people up, mate, and that's why it is a topic. No, 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 no. Fuck that. The AFL. It does. It does. It does. Do you think it's better that they shit on the game to create this perception for everyone else to go, oh, look how fucking dumb the NRL are. Look how disrespectful they are. Look how, oh my God, the cocaine. In AFL, and you can say if this is right or wrong, because it's not just the AFL, it's other codes around the world. They hot. They protect the player. They protect someone who's done cocaine. They protect. Is that right? That's what I'm going to ask you. But seriously, (laughs) shit like this. Shit like this, like, oh, look how disrespectful they are breaking the trophy. They didn't break the trophy, funnily enough. How funny is that? They didn't break it. Yeah, but yeah, who broke it though, Dan? They said a female broke it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, a female broke it. <laughs> Either yeah, way. Hold on. Hold on. Let's go. Female and she broke the trophy. Well, let's go back to <laughs> your point. Let's go back to your point. Do you think it's better that yeah. a code comes out with everything? Which you know ultimately fucks the game over in the public eye. Like I'm, I'm asking you. Let me. I'm asking, let me finish the question. Is it better that they come out with everything, everything, or do you think it's better that a code kind of like you know sweeps some shit under the rug so the game isn't viewed as this thuggery shit sport that no one wants their parents to play? No. What I think is, I think that if you're a player and you're getting paid what they play, there's a, there's a responsibility to do the right thing. And yep, you're gonna make errors. And their kids, and when they do make errors, just due to the fact that you're a sports star, it's going to come out in the media, and that's just the way it is, and that's the way it's going to be from now on. I'm not, I'm not against it. I love the accountability. I like the accountability. I do like it, but nah, the reason why everything I'm under the fucking rug, <laughs> that is an issue. But when the media want clickbait and they're like, "Look at these disgusting Penrith young players winning." Like how, look at them celebrating and drinking. It's like, who gives a fuck? Really? Do we care that much? I don't know. 
Well, you guys do because you're looking at the media and worrying about it. I, I just shrug. But then, but the, yeah, but like that's not it's not the point. It's good that you shrug, and we're shrugging. But it's the point. It's the, the difference is that people read it. Those that are yeah. like on the fence or don't like league, they go, "Ha ammo. We've got ammo." What? Yeah. If you, why? If you want to, um... those people that those people that read the Telegraph, I don't really give a fuck what they think. <laughs> the um. Anyway, I feel as though we need to move on, but because I feel as though this has just been an advertisement for all our previous episodes. If you want to um, listen to how you should treat the trophy, um, go back and listen to the sideline story of David Walsh. And yeah. he explains to... 100% I agree with that. And he explains to us how they did it back in 2004 with yeah. the Canterbury Bank Stemble Dogs. I agree with that. Boys, topic 11. Benji Marshall has retired from rugby league after a stellar season. Representing the West Tigers, the Dragons, the Auckland Blues, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and am I missing anyone else? The, Bros- the Brisbane Broncos. He's also represented his country, uh, the New Zealand Kiwis as well, winning a World Cup with them in 08 and a Four Nations in 2010. I haven't got all the accolades in front of me. I'm just going off the top of my head. Won a premiership with the Tigers in 05. Nearly won one with South Sydney. Clarkie, unfortunately, didn't. The question I have is, Benji Marshall, a future immortal of rugby league. I'll I'll take this one, Gildy, to start off with. I don't think he's he's not at immortal status. <clears throat> what I think Benji Marshall has done, and we've spoken about this before, Dan. Yeah. I reckon he has he's brought more eyes to rugby league since he started playing. And he's bought more participation. I don't know how you'd ever figure this out, but I'm sure the NRL can fudge some numbers like they did with the head highs. He would have <laughs> brought more players to the game than I reckon most immortals have done, if not some of them combined. He has been that influential. His style of play, his his demeanour and his personality off the field, on the field, Everything about him, he's a he's a stand-up guy, and yeah, I think he's been as influential as most immortals. However, just a rung down on the ladder. In yeah, I'm with you. Look, he's, he's he's a definite Hall of Famer. He's arguably the best Kiwi player to come out. I think next to Stacey Jones and Ruben Wiki, they're probably the top three. Uh, oh, and Sonny Bill. Another, another fantastic Kiwi player to grace the rugby league fields. Um, I'm with you, Clarky. I don't think he's going to be an immortal. Um, but he has revolutionised the game of rugby league in the modern era. And you're 100% correct. He is one of the most marketable, if not the, mark, the, the most marketable rugby league player to date. Fucking hell. Um, mate, he was good for four years and he's had shoulder issues. Um, mate, a lot of clubs didn't want him. He wasn't valuable enough for them to keep him. Um, yeah, he's very marketable. Um, I think he's borderline Hall of Fame. He's nowhere near an immortal. He's not an immortal. Um, nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. And that's, and that's fine. But you, look got- many, you look at how many other players are in front of him. Not, not, even, not even near it. He... He's he's not going to get more. He's not going anywhere near immortality. What's but he's he going to be. In the last five years. What's he done in the last five years? He's come off the bench for the last three yeah, years. That's fair enough. Hey, 
He hasn't done what he hasn't done what Cameron Smith's done, for example, where he just kept winning. Um, that's why he's not going to be an immortal. The difference is, is that you can't. It's hard to argue because, like, you you're a bit taken aback by the way that Clark and I have viewed him. I can tell. Um, no, no, no. Oh, look, I understand he's a good player. I think they're seriously recency bias. I think I think you know what he wasn't he wasn't squeaky clean either. I think there was a few issues throughout his career. Um, so yeah. I just don't think he's anywhere near immortal stats. If you've got blokes like Alan Langer, who isn't an immortal, or Peter Sterling, who isn't an immortal, and then someone saying, oh, Benji should be, fucking hell. No, that's, no that's right. But, yeah, he'll get Hall of Fame status for sure. I think more people I think more people played rugby league because of Benji Marshall than Peter Sterling, Alan Langer, and Cameron Smith. Mate, I don't doubt that, but that doesn't make you an immortal. That doesn't no, no, I'm not. And I, said he's, I said he's not an immortal. I'm just saying that's, yeah. that's, how, that's how I view Benji Marshall. Yeah, I agree. That that step was um, something that him and Carmichael Hunt brought something in that hadn't been seen before. Um, he's a bit like Steve Menzies in the way that he had to um, change the way he played after he got all those injuries because he was a shocking defender. Yeah. He's no Andrew Johns, is he? Nope. Who is an immortal, by the way. A very good one. Yep. A deserved immortal. Be. Yep. And should be. As should... Darren Lockyer and Brad Fittler, but Benji's not in that, that category. And Sturlo. And Sterling, he's, Langer. He's, off, he's offsider. Number six. Kenny, absolutely. Mm. Anyway, topic number 12, boys. Which club was the most disappointing of 2021? I think we're all going to say the same answer here. Canberra. 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 Oh, yeah. Mate, only because you... only because they're good enough. If you like, look, they just had a halfback issue. But when when I mean, they would have made the eight if George Williams had stayed. I think they would have been the bottom end of the eight. But mm. mate, they just they filled it with what's his name? Mate, he's not he's not a first grader. He's not a winning first grader. Sammy Williams and um, Sam Williams. Mate, he Matt tries Frawley. hard. He just makes too many fucking errors. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Look, you boys had the Raiders as you know, and we're going to get into it soon. Um, in your top eight, you both had them at second and I picked the Raiders to come fifth, but we were all wrong. They came, what, 10th or 9th? Uh, yeah, they, they were, were fighting to make the eight there at the end. Yeah, and, the, and they shouldn't have, really. As we, as, we were moving, as we were moving towards the top eight at the back end of the year, hmm. a lot of it, I'm pretty sure we all picked them to be one of the teams that made it. Yeah, yeah, we did. And then it just kept developing poorly and they had a shit run at the end. But anyway. They beat, they beat Para in a really good game that started Para's shit run. Yeah. But they played really, really well. And I thought, oh, here we go. They're going to win the next couple of games and they're just going to ease their way into the into the finals. And they just never did. Nah. nah. They've blamed the six again rule, by the way. But that's a topic we've already discussed. So uh, they're definitely the most disappointing team. That's the three of us. Um, agreeing for the first time probably today. So that's good. I'm going to move on to the last one, boys. We ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Final topic, number 13, which is very fitting considering that we are a rugby league podcast. And if you don't get it, then you're an El Stupido. Episode two of our podcast was part one of our crystal ball predictions where we predicted what the ladder would look like after 25 rounds. From the wooden spooners to the top eight, as well as the grand final teams and the grand final winner. So let's see who has bragging rights for this one, boys. He's ready. Yeah. He's fucking ready. Let's go. Grand final winner. Oh. We all picked the Rabbitohs. Uh-uh. All wrong. Pretty so, close. Pretty close. 
We're all on zero points. Grand finalists, Clarkie gets the point here. He picked Panthers versus Rabbitohs. Guilty and I picked the Storm and Rabbitohs. So we're close. But Clarkie's got one point. Me and you got zero. Minor premiers. I get one point. I picked the Melbourne Storm. You both picked Rabbitohs. So it's one to me, one to Clarkie, zero to Guilty. Wooden Spoon, we all picked wrong. I picked the West Tigers and you both picked the St. George Illawarra Dragons who you bagged the fuck out of in the preseason crystal ball predictions. You pissed off ET, I'm telling you. Yep. <laughs> so it's still one one zero. Guilty, you're on zero as usual. Yep. Uh, the top eight, I'm going to take the point here because I picked seven of the eight teams in the top eight. You both picked six of the eight teams in the top eight. So no, you know what? No points. Sorry, mate. No points to anyone there. <laughs> Sparky, are you happy with that? No points. You yeah, can't just go, oh, well, I picked seven out of eight. No points. Yeah, I win. <laughs> no, no points. No All right, points. fine. No points. You're still on zero then. So <laughs> I picked the Raiders in fifth. Uh, you both picked uh, the Raiders as well at second. But Clarky yeah. had the Sharks at eight and Gilda, you had the Tigers at eight. Ooh. Yeah. Tigers. Oh, oh, yeah. It's a bit of a shonky. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I get half a point because I picked two of them in the right spot and you picked none of them in the right spot. <laughs> anyway, guess what? I win. Call me Daniel the King to Sony from now on if he's like, because I win. Nah. Hey, I think if we go on the score, I think you and Clark got one point each and I got naught. Okay. All right. So you're the loser. So you're, you're yep. Nick, yep. not the man yep. guild. Yep. I got, I got known right and you guys got one right. Right, so Clarky's Clarky's still the oracle, and I'm still the king yep. slash half the king. Yep, yep, yep. Matt, the prince, if you will. The prince, if <laughs> if you may, squire. But boys, prince of boys, <laughs> how do we fucking feel? That's it. This is season one done, baby. Fucking done. How many episodes was it? Thirty nine, technically forty four, um, altogether at the moment, and got to be more because. Like I said, our off-season will be dedicated to our sideline story interviews, so everyone must be on the lookout for them. Next week being Brent Vargas. But, boy, season one's done. This is fucking massive. Season one's done. And if anyone wants a little bit of insight into how this works, Dan does a shitload of work uh, throughout the week on working out the schedule or how we're going to run this our podcast. Clarky does a lot of work with regards to... Um, uh, Instagram and Facebook, making sure he's got the uh, the throwback the throwback editions, and I just turn up on the day. Uh, all right, I don't. This doesn't this doesn't need to turn into a love fest. But Gilly, you do. You're the one who watches the games. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll be watching them anyway. Yeah, yeah but you watch cool. them. You watch all of them, yeah. and then you replay them. And it's not the minis. Yeah, it's, the, it's the it's the hour like the just like they get rid of the little breaks. But you're watching the eighty minutes. Yeah. Because you're crazy, man. <laughs> yep. Love football. What do you do? Uh, that's it, boys. That's why we're here. But, hey, thanks for coming on again. Clarky Guilty, that's season one wrapped up for us. We will be back for season two. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. It's going to be fucking fun as it is always a pleasure. It is never a chore. Before we go, how many followers we got? 3,000 plus. 3,000 plus. Because we're, we're aiming hard. for 5,000 next year. Yes, we are. Easily. 10,000 next year. How about that? Yeah, that's pretty good. 
Big thank you to Rusty Penny and the RNK, our sponsors, and to everyone for tuning into our final episode of the season. Stay tuned for our sideline story interviews in the off season. That's a wrap from us here at the virtual studio. Go the Bulldogs. Ta-ta. <laughs>